Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is June 19th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing good. It's been a uh, long week. I'm ready for the weekend. Oh, you're driving crisscrossing the Great Plains over there. Whew. You're walking, what'd you say, 30,000 steps or something and drove seven hours yesterday? Yeah, that was that was a long one. I got up at, uh, I had to get up because I was shooting some stuff at sunrise, so... You know, longest yeah. days of the year are not kind when you got to go shoot photos. And this uh, is the life you've chosen. You're dedicated to the craft. Exactly. You know, the sunrise and sunset photos are very, very important to you. Very important to you. I mean, otherwise, you just look like a slob. You sure. know. Hey, if you're gonna do another, it, do it right. Hey, another random question: Where do uh, where do grapes fall in your fruit ranking? What do you think of grapes, just in general? I think grapes are kind of. I think they're kind of underrated. I think I think if you get a good batch of grapes, which I, I'm telling you because today I was shoveling these things like they're M&Ms or something. I had like maybe 60 to 80 grapes today. They're fresh. They're firm. And you just they just keep going. And it's I was like, I, I, It's kind of an <laughs> Is it? I, I don't even so. know. I well, I came right into the podcast after shoveling grapes in my gullet. I was just, I was wondering where grapes fell. I could oh. see you being anti-grape. You know what? Uh, you know what's called nature's candy, right? You know what nature's candy is? No. Those cherries. Have you ever had the cherries with the pits in them? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. They call those nature's candy. You like those? They're delicious. The, so, the pits are annoying, though. I yeah, I don't. Pitch. I don't know about that. That seems like too much maintenance. Either way, just, just. I think I might be a bigger grape guy than I thought. All right, let's get into it. First, little little podcast notice: we have another set of uh, polos, Beachy Polo Shotgun Start logo. They are uh, fresh. They look very, very good. I have to say, and that's that's not a sale. That is my own personal opinion. If I was totally unattached to the, this polo, I w- that's what I would say. Um, Another item know- on Brendan's Father's Day gift guide, although they <laughs> won't get there in time for Father's Day. <laughs> I mean, you add it to the Anma hats. You buy one, you get two or something like that. We put that on this. I saw a hat today from a, a shaft maker, club, golf club shaft maker. Who's walking around with hats proselytizing their shaft, the shaft of a golf club? And they're suggesting that this is a good Father's Day item. Would you get your dad a, you know, a Fujikura? That wasn't the brand I saw. A hat. Or whatever another shaft is. I feel like my dad, would, if I gave my happy dad Father's any hat, Day, dad. he would wear it. Just because. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I don't that's know what true. happens when you get older, but if I, anything <laughs> that anything that my father gets given, he wears. So you want to hear a funny story about my father? Yeah. So he was uh, he coached baseball. He was a baseball player. He played in college, and he coached base. Yeah. He coached little league baseball, and uh, <laughs> he got in a fight with the 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 baseball association. <laughs> That happens, yeah. As, yeah. So he he stopped coaching because he got in a <laughs> got in a fight, and he but he still liked the sweatshirt, the baseball association <laughs> sweatshirt. So he'd be he'd be out in the yard doing yard work, but he taped over the baseball <laughs> oh association <God>. logo. <laughs> Just as a protest against the association, yeah. <laughs> oh but he liked the feel and cut of the sweatshirt. Yeah, he loved loved the sweatshirt, so he just put put masking tape over the oh over God. the logo. That's ridiculous. 
Like, who's going to see him in it? Nobody's going to see him in it, I, right? He would go around town wearing it. Oh, sure. <laughs> he would have tape on it. <laughs> That's a good story. I like that. Well, nonetheless, we, we hope you don't put tape on these B-Dratty polos. You know, we, we did not, ex- you know... What, what was what night did we put these up last Thursday? I don't know. It feels and like they were a year gone ago. by morning, and we didn't. Uh, we, you know, we thought we'd stocked pretty well. We're not trying to, you know, stock short. We're, here. we're two just, idiots. We don't know anything I, about merchandising. The other thing is, we're just trying to get stuff up if you want it, and it's not saying you have to have it. We're not saying to you know deprive you of it, but uh, so we got some more in. We have a good amount of stock now, but. You think they'll probably go, we might not have enough again. We're just trying to get what we have up. The ones, by the way, that sold last week shipped either today or tomorrow. So those are going out. These are, the color is Tenenbaum. Tenenbaum. Would you, you told me it's royal blue. It's nowhere near royal blue. I, I'm colorblind. I think it's closer to okay. me. And then, and then I was laying in bed last night. I was like, wait, wait, wait. He's colorblind. That's what it, it dawned on me. I was like, that is not royal blue. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, he's colorblind. He's telling me what shirts we're selling. That's why, um, why I'm not a why I'm not a merchandiser. It's much closer to navy. We're gonna put these up around uh, at noon Central Time. So we're yeah, we you know living in your world here. Yeah, uh, that's so right. Been, you East Coasters have to adjust for once. Uh, we have a good amount of a good amount of larges, mediums, and uh, they will be twenty percent off. So they will be seventy eight dollars. You know, we committed last week to them being on sale through the weekend, and then they were gone really before the weekend started. Maybe you count Friday Junior as the weekend, whatever. So we technically think, you know, that sale, the toll hasn't, you know, the full toll because they weren't available hasn't passed. So what do we have? Two or three days left? We got, we got a, three days left. So All right, three days left. They'll be 20% off. Through the weekend, essentially. Okay. Twenty dollars so, off. Twenty percent would be, you know, we'd be charging a little bit more money if I don't want it's, people it's, to come after our mathematics skills. Twenty, it's 20 bucks off. off. <laughs> All right. On sale at noon. Fried egg pro shop. And free shipping. And free shipping. Okay. So it's really Good. like even more than twenty dollars off. And they'll be out in like out the door in like a week or so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, maybe what? a week, maybe ten days. I, I, <laughs> I, I'm not really sure. I. Uh, All right. They got it. Right. We like just got well, our hands on the shirts. They still have to be embroidered. So you know, like we're gonna, we're getting we as soon as we got our hands on the shirts, they're we're getting them up. We are a couple jamokes who don't know much about merchandising, just trying to get you stuff if you would like that. With I'm with sorry. somebody that's you know really good, will nice makes, but it has to deal with two jamokes. Yeah, and also the shirt is very clean. It's good quality shirt. All right, let's get into actual golf. Yeah. Leading the Heritage after one round there, Ian Poulter and Mark Hubbard, they shot seven under 64 on a day where scores, I believe, were much lower than normal, lower than last year, certainly. It's a got a web, bunched up web field to it. I think there's like 85, 100 guys shot even or better. So, well, it's the middle um, of summer. You know, it's That's not really it's, like it's soft. It's it's hot. Hey, you know they they gotta keep it soft because it's not the right time to be playing in South Carolina. One of the first things I heard when I logged on to PGA Tour Live this morning is like before eight or not, you know, eight eight a.m. And I'm not sure who was on the call. I want to talk more about PGA Tour Live later, but they were talking about Burger because he was in the window. He's like, Burger, you know, he won last week. He won it twice in June in Memphis. It's like, you know, this is his time where it's, you know, he loves the firm and fast. He really seems to excel when it gets hot and it's firm and fast. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. Last week, we had Matt Fitzpatrick tweeting it would take them six months to, like, dry out the greens at Colonial. I just thought it was interesting that whoever was on the call, I forget. It wasn't, uh, it might have just been, like, the, the color commentator but it's just like yeah burger really thrives in these fat firm and fast conditions and it's, as evidence oh, was last week and twice in memphis unbelievable <laughs> just because it's june not they just assume it's like baked or whatever okay uh so Pulse, what, what, you Pulse? watch a lot of golf today what did you i think? watched more than i anticipated i had fun i enjoyed it i really like the afternoon coverage you know 
Beef, beef boy. Uh, the morning we couldn't watch Spieth, uh, which you know they were they were jumping in, I guess, a little bit when he went on his birdie rounds. I thought the morning was a little underwhelming. Rory was all over the place. You know, the bread man was up and down. Uh, but I enjoyed this afternoon certainly uh, with Adam Hadwin mic'd up and Bryson doing his thing. You know, DL three trying to keep up with Bryson being unable to. I don't. Uh, I don't understand all the all the DL three shots shown. Well, he's in that featured group. It's Webb, him, and Bryson, right? Yeah, but whatever. So, doesn't mean you have to show him. Uh, so that's where we're at. 64s, a lot of, lot of mid-60s rounds. Should we talk about Spieth real quick? Then we'll do Bryson. Yeah, what an incur- this is what I was talking about the other day. You know, we, show me something. What were you with- talking about? I thought you were, you were still crapping on. You were I still just, I, But I actually wanted to see him actually hit the ball well. Everything we've seen has been like miraculous putting performances. He finally hit irons well today. So I, I would love to see him hit irons well for four consecutive days because that's what he used to do when he was great. The longest birdie streak, birdie streak of his career. He Did he finish leading the round in strokes gained approach? Yeah, I think I he was for so. a while. If not leading, he's near the top. Yep, first in um, strokes gained approach, plus 3.85. So that's His huge. putting wasn't like, uh, you know, obviously the work was done on approach shots. I think he said they said he had like only like 30-some feet of putts made in that birdie streak. And he and had a, a four putt. Close. He did? Yes, yeah, a triple. He that wasn't a four putt, though, was it? I thought so. He had an OB. Oh, I don't know. I guess it slammed off a cart path and shot like 30 feet left or right. I don't know, wherever, OB. You'd love to see that, a cart path get involved. And he was like, it was just a horrible break. How but about, how about uh, Bryson in the post game talking about how he, uh, how he couldn't let, let, the, let the driver go, let the Kraken, what did he say? I've got it all here. You're jumping ahead. But yeah, around this golf course, I couldn't unleash the Kraken today. There's no way I could unleash it. It was just too tight out there. What's the Kraken? I mean, it's just he's thinking on his feet. It just means I can't, you know, go full boat. Because the wind was swirling, and I couldn't feel comfortable to give it a good whack. But I was still able to manage to keep it, manage keeping it mostly in the fairway. It's scary at some points in time for me because I'm like, how do I fit it in there rather than just trying to give it my full blow that I'm comfortable with? But that's a part of the game. We don't play the same course every week, and you've got to adapt. I just Googled release the Kraken, and it's an expression yeah. from Clash of the Titans. Is it? Yeah. I always associate it with that terrible, wasn't it like a Jim Beam drink, like a special drink? Like a, it was some, some, they, were, they ran the ads during sporting events all the time. But I know it's from movies and stuff, but... Um, Bryce is just a complete cartoon character. Unbelievable. Let's get let's 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 final finish with Spieth. You have right. any other thoughts on this? Longest birdie streak of his career. Is is he back? Is this going to be a win? Is this just I'm a t- flash of so the pan at Harbor Town? My consist- the- my stance is going to be consistent that I need to see some consistency out of Spieth to determine who's back. If, what's back? What what degree of Spieth is back? Is it, are we talking know. about the best player in the world, Spieth, that we saw? four or five years ago in in order to see that i need to see like a couple months of of back yeah like you know yeah. this is a great step because we actually saw one of the dominant a- aspects of his game that has been completely missing the iron play I've, it's such a tired and overused take to say that spieth was just this great putter it, he was a, a, no nobody he was does a superb yeah, ball that. striker our audience is smart enough to know that. I, I know, I but hope. but like everybody acting like he's back when he's hitting the ball still like complete like shit. Sh- <laughs> That's he's not back. Like this, yeah. when he does something like this, this is what he used to do. He used to hit it right. close and make putts. You know, does Harbor Town have anything to do with that? Well, it's another place he doesn't have to use the driver very much. But yeah, but like the last week at Colonial, he didn't have to use the driver much. He drove it really well. But he hit iron. His wedges were yeah, yeah, horrendous. It was was garbage. So this is this is what you want to see. If you so the the most consistent 
and best players are typically great iron players. He goes 37, 29 coming in, 37 with the triple. Could have been, you know, if not for a bad bounce, but bad bounces are part of the game. You know, a 66 could have been a 64. So he's T10 and will be, I think, in the afternoon coverage on Friday. Yeah. Um. All right. Big earn. What about Ernie? Shot 67. How about that? Uh, he played well. I, I saw you tweeting earlier. You didn't want to get hurt. People were hop, you know, alerting us to I think he was like 200 through his first three. <laughs> it's like, all right, hold your. Hey, is Ernie using one of those standalone putters? I don't know. I didn't see. Someone sent us some image of that on Instagram. I don't remember. It was one of these nights late or something. And it was Ernie with the standalone putter. It could have been an old image, but there he is. The putter's just upright, and he's lining up his putts. I could see him going to that, right? I mean, we all remember that phone call he placed a uh, uh, Liesel. <laughs> We're in big trouble. <laughs> we got a <laughs> who, big problem. <laughs> when he who couldn't was using get it, it to draw back? Smoltz. Smoltz was using it at a Champions Tour event last year, I think, in competition, the standalone. So big earns, it's, you know, he's even with Ricky. Good round from him. Uh, anybody else jump out to you? Brian Gay and Rory Sabatini had the two-for-one deal did not come through well for me. They're both like T85. They need to get their act together. Bassy Munoz. Yeah, good for Bassy. up there. So Can he reclaim the top spot? Um, I don't know. I don't think he so. He should be able to. Is it, you know, Sanjay has got a grip on that, but, you know... I think JT can definitely overtake him. I'm not sure about anybody else. I watched JT a little bit late. He got, you know, it, it's a 16 where you kind of, you could cut the corner left. That's a, it goes left and he like, he hit it into a waste area and it landed in a tuft of junk, right? I mean, he was just off. He missed a fairway by like five yards, maybe less, but it bounced into a tuft of grass. He had to take an unplayable. He's like, oh, that's a really shitty break. Like, yeah. You know, kind of what happens. You hit it right? in a hazard. Like, that's what I don't understand. Well, they couldn't find it for a while. If you hit it in a hazard, you are subject. You know, I played golf yesterday, and it was yeah. great. See, this is something I really love the no rakes thing, because I hit a shot into this bunker. And, it, yeah. it, you know, I went, it was a stupid shot. I tried to hit it out of the rough and uh, tore a flag, and I ended up in a footprint. And I was like, oh, this sucks. And it would have been like a super easy up and down. But I was yeah. in this footprint and I hit like a really great shot and I got up and down. But I like liked that I was penalized. Maybe. Oh, okay. Does that make me like, you know. But I th I think I should have been. I hit a bad shot. Sure. I shouldn't sure. have hit it there. And, yeah. And but if, the Go ahead. And if it's just like a perfect lie all the time, it's not a hazard. Like right, and that's the right. thing. JT hit it where he shouldn't hit it. He took a risk and it didn't pay off. Yeah, he's just trying to play it tight down the corner and missed. So, by the way, that hole was fascinating to watch late today. There was some these mics are getting everything. You know, there's no no it, no clutter. We usually the mics usually pick up Baba Booey and instead, well, they're you know real stuff. Well, they're along the, the these houses are everywhere, right? And there was just some raucous kids having like a pool party. And everybody's trying to play 16, and it sounded like my backyard when I was trying. When I'm trying to work, it was just like kids screaming, and it's all on the broadcast, uh, popping off while everybody's trying to play. It was very different, something you wouldn't get if there are a bunch of fans there. Instead, it's just you know, like you playing during resort play <laughs> with microphones picking up everything. This is like the loudest pool party of Rugrats ever. I feel like you just transitioned us perfectly into Brooks. Oh, okay. Yeah, we and could do that. Comments, yeah, about how stupid it is to be clamoring for. This is kind of what we talked about on Monday. About well, how the, the, boom, the boom mics, mics should be able to get everything if yeah. the announcers would just shut up. Is basically what he said. Yeah, right. It's so true. But can the boom mics get everything when there's uh, forty thousand people on the ground? There's just much more background and white noise. Or am I just? I have no idea. I I, I can't turn my mic on half the time, so don't count on me for audio. I I don't think either of us are experts in that, considering our our 
or advanced uh, issues with microphones. But I would think that those things are pretty pretty good. They they cost a lot of money. Having bought a boom mic, it's it's expensive. You know, yeah. I don't really not a boom mic. It's a small. I don't have a boom mic. I have something else. It's a mic like that, um, like a boom mic. So yeah, the Brooks. I, I don't have any reaction to that. He's not wrong. It's a shot at the announcers. I I suppose there were a few of them this afternoon that were. Oh, can we talk talking about over something? the play? Yeah, it's your podcast. We're we're talking about anything today. Friday Friday show. I heard this in passing. It was towards the end of the telecast. I I and it made me like stop, turn around, rewind it, just to to hear oh it all. So okay. Kevin Streelman, cut it out. Yeah. Our guy Streels. Sunday Streels. And I'm not sure which Immelman it was. I just know it was an Immelman. <laughs> and he and he said, "That's a pretty cool look. The sunglasses around the back of the neck." Who's what ever that said that? That's a cool look. The only reason you put your sunglasses around the back of your neck or neck is so you don't. Hide yeah, they're your not sponsor. flying around. Yeah, and yeah. the sponsor. It's the to sponsor protect, the... to stop from. That's not a cool look. If I walked around like that, my wife would be like, "What? What the fuck's wrong with you? Like, why are you? <laughs> why are you wearing your sunglasses like that? Why? What? What did that add to the commentary? I just couldn't. It was so shocking. It's like I. I couldn't like you know Streelman, you know those glasses he wears. Yeah, yeah. Like, who, <laughs> yeah. how could you possibly call that a cool look with it around the back of the neck? Uh, beauty's in the eye of the beholder, I suppose. I don't know. Maybe same person's out buying an Anma hat for their dad. I don't know. There's different. Different people have different tastes, as we're learning. Um, but we're. <laughs> That's pretty good. I'm glad you picked that up. So, I like you're rewinding cool that multiple times. <laughs> I, just was, I was walking through the room and it literally like stopped me and dead in the track. I was like, wait, what did he just say? And I didn't the... see what it was. While we're on the subject of Mike's, Adam Han- Hadwin walked himself into a penalty today. Did you hear about that or see it? Uh-huh. I saw well, it just briefly. A... And it's he picked similar Hadwin, to their, which... what happened to Rory. Yeah, very similar. What about what about Kucher over in Europe when he's every little grain of sand is its own individual loose impediment? Like he was just sitting there. You remember the Euro Tour commentators were just popping them and crushing them? How could I forget that? That that <laughs> image is ingrained in my in my brain. But the Hadwin's on the microphone and he picks up a, what he thought was a rock and it disintegrates. And I mean, you're just you got no alibi. You haven't. There's you're done. It's a penalty. This is what I've been saying. There's no upside to wearing a mic. What was the Rory instance? What was the Rory where Rory got off with it? I can't remember exactly what happened. But he got away. Yeah. He didn't get dinged with it. Hadwin, I thought he was fine with the mic. It was interesting. The thing, I, I'm kind the of sick of the whole mic up talk. is like the intent. You right. know, like right. if there's if right. the, if if I can anchor and say I didn't intend to do that. Adam Hadwood should be like, uh, I thought it was a rock. Yeah, I didn't right. intend to pick this up. Like, that's what ball, I don't get. The ball doesn't, like, substantially move, right? Into a... Patrick Reed didn't intend to throw sand all around to better improve <laughs> his lie. How about Daniel Berger today? What? Did you see that? Uh-uh. So this is first early in the morning, and, and Reed sprays one, and it's, like, off in the pine straw, you know, borderline. And he's picking up like loose impediments all around it in the pine straw. And Berger is like there just watching him like a hawk. Everyone, this became like a meme early I saw, in the morning. I saw Reed doing that. I didn't see the, I saw yeah. that on social, but I didn't see. So they found pictures of Berger just like kind of really watching him intently. And Berger's drive, I guess, was like miles away on the other side of the fairway he missed like the other way but he made a point of getting over there and they, they've got these pictures of him, his eyes not leaving reed the whole time <laughs> which you'd like to think reed wouldn't try any shenanigans with the blast radius still pretty fresh from hero but it's pretty interesting um hadwin though he didn't get out he didn't get away hadwin, All right. hadwin got you know this is uh one big benefit of it of of getting mic'd is you get a bunch of shots shown if you weren't going to be shot shown. Yeah, that may be. That's true. 
I, I thought I found him kind of entertaining, engaging. While we're on the I subject, I think all of the Ro- guys would be a lot more entertaining, and engaging if they're mic'd. Speaking of Rory and his penalty, he got off. I think you raise a good question. Is Rory done? Is he just shook? Is he complete a basket case after having to play with Bryson for a day I, on Sunday? I can't believe what he said in his presser that he essentially v- validated that. Just like holy shit. Harry and I couldn't believe where he was hitting the ball. And this is the best driver of a generation. Maybe the one of the best of all time. I mean, he's flummoxed. That, well, I mean, he's never gone through that. Did you see Bryson flew the green on nine? I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. I had. He didn't hit the driver too much, though. That's what... Uh, Rory, by the way, is hundred uh, first shot 72. It was pretty... Says he's missing one way with his three wood and another way with his driver. I can't remember which way, but it was which. But two way miss with his t- two longest clubs. He said the big thick boy might have uh, killed him. Might be dead. <laughs> the big thick boy. I I think he's just. These are odd courses for Rory. I think to separate himself right at the start, Colonial and Harbortown. So I. I mean, he's part, a great player through the bag, but part part of me always like. Rory's the number one player in the world. It shouldn't matter where they play. He he should like he might just not be playing well, but he should be he can win anywhere that you put him because he's the best player in the world. Or so yeah. that's what the rankings say. Yeah. Um, like I, I wouldn't be surprised if Brooks wins this week. He kind of played that one of those rounds where he wasn't doing anything great early, and then he just put together like a 67, and you're like, wow, that was yeah, pretty ordinary 67. And I could see Brooks like winning this week because of that. You know, like he yeah. just like, and this is not a golf course you would think that Brooks would play well on, but you know what? Brooks is one of the best players in the world, so like he's going to play well everywhere. He's a good golfer. Yeah. All right, can we get to the thick boy a little bit more? Oh yeah, he couldn't unleash the kraken, but I mean, he played well. He's still he's right. He muscled and thrusted and grunted his way into the featured groups on Friday. Pretty amazing. How about that? Seen some malleability. Seen some malleability from the. Well, you know, I, I doubt anyone is paying attention to it quite like we are, but we're we're democracy. <laughs> Democracy watchdogs, and they've eroded democracy with no fan vote Friday. The first two weeks here, out of out of uh, quarantine, I don't understand it. But I don't understand how how uh, you know the current safety regulations would prohibit us from getting a fan vote. I we're can Maybe vote by smaller uh, staff. Could that be it? Smaller staff. What to process the v- ballot? The voting? Well, maybe the groups are further further apart or something. I don't know. I think I just think they thought they were going to come out of quarantine and no one would notice that they've taken away some of our democratic rights. I think as we PJ should, Tour fans. What do you think about st- starting a petition to bring the vote back? It's just a change.org <laughs> petition. <laughs> like you know how people just make up these <laughs> dopey ass. <laughs> Let's start a petition. See how many signatures we can get. <laughs> show them, show them that democracy lives, even though they've taken it away. What better, well, what better form? <laughs> a bunch of people that won't vote in their next fan vote Friday, <laughs> signing a petition to demand that it come back, so that you know. 775 people can vote for a featured group. Okay. Someone please start a petition. (laughs) (laughs) We'll post it. We'll get signatures going. Yeah. The tour will love us for it. But no, good on them for uh, that he wasn't in. The guy is all the rage right now. And whether you like him or not, probably 50-50 or maybe greater than 50-50 on that. Um He's everybody's it's he's the show right now with no tiger. Um, he's he's the main draw, I think. He's bombing it over the the net. He's got the Hilton Head, you know, housing association all worked up because he's slamming balls into their backyard. He's teeing off from the back of the range while the little thin boys are, you know, 20 and 30 yards ahead of him on the range. He's 
he's off it, just trying to keep it on this side of the net. He's everything right now. And they, you just, I was told that he can't be in a group three weeks in a row. That sounds like the so, stupidest rule, and it's, it's not just, true. It's made up. Just make it. Just, what about Ricky So they were going to save him for travelers. But like, a strike while the iron's hot, and it's hot right now, and they needed him. And so all this is to say, a tip of the cap for them understanding. And they they tossed out some heavy hitters. You know who they threw out? Who, who got thrown out? Rose, Rom, and JT. Wow. Out. I feel they, like- they're all like kind of middling. None of them are that high up the board, but... They kept Hideki, DJ, and uh, somebody else, maybe Glenn Day. I don't know. Can we um, talk about how bad of a putter uh, Hideki is? Did sure. you watch that today? Uh, a little bit, off and on. I just knew he wasn't playing well. Do you know what his best strokes gained putting is in his career for a season? Like even? Breaking even? Is he? Is it like negative? In terms of rank. Oh. Um, like 45th. 82nd. Oh, his best? Yeah. Holy cow. I mean, if this guy could putt. What'd you see this morning, though? Was it just that was so ghastly? I kind of, I'm I'm starting to believe that he does not know how to read a green. I don't think he's good at reading greens. Hmm. Is that a skill you can improve? I, if you get a caddy that could read greens, maybe. I don't yeah, know. Individually, though. Is that something you can just get better at? I don't know. Whenever I putt bad, I think I sometimes think like, God, do I even know how to read a green? You know? <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Uh, but so the, he, go he, ahead. I, he had like this five foot putt. He he played like two cups of break. <laughs> hit it right where he was right where he was aiming. He missed by a cup. <laughs> and I was just like, how how do you miss a five footer by a cup? And you're like one of the thirty best players in the world. So he's, you know who's, did you see, I, I, I posted this on Instagram. Speaking of putting and trying to get better, what is Bryson's, what are, what are these putting green arrangements? What are these practice arrangements on the putting green? Did you see this? Yeah. The one had 20 pieces of equipment. It's got these electronic bars and monitors and sensors. And then today he's got this little planter's flower box that you have hanging off the front of your window. Trying to keep his stroke inside this box. We had a good question from a listener question. Let me make sure I get give credit to the right. That's good. Name. You're actually crediting. I think it's like Jeffrey B. I want to say on Instagram, and he was asking, "How many suitcases does Bryson travel with?" <laughs> I mean, you fly in private. You know what I could foresee? But let's think about that for Here, a second. Here's, here's my thought. Have you ever seen a band in an airport with all this yeah. stuff? <laughs> yeah. That's what I envisioned. Bryce's crew rolling up with like, and, and people probably in the airport are like, oh, who's, who's the musician? What, what band are you in? And Bryce, I'm, I'm a pro golfer. <laughs> Well, I mean, when they come to the range, it, it does look like they're coming to set up for a gig. Yes. You know, the one guy has got the backpacks and like two or three laptop bags draped on each arm. And yeah, it that's that's a good analogy. With the, with the, with the, uh, well, they fly private mostly, I think. Right, I think, right. I think I'm they sure fly they, yeah. pri- you know, Do you think he's had to up the weight limit of his plane? <laughs> I mean, if he, was he on the charter? If he's on the charter, he's probably got limits to how much luggage he can bring. I think he's flying he, private. He's private. He's private. He's been flying private forever. He was flying private his first start, Hilton yeah. I don't know if he was on the Puma, the, the Puma plane or whatever it is, but Ricky's he was Puma I, plane. They took I remember it. Room. It was this event, the first week. Uh, he, you know, so you think he has to have a bigger jet? Maybe he's, because of the mass. <laughs> He had to. He had to size too much up. mass. He needed bigger chairs. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> that was a good question. Just was trying to think about the luggage requirements for him. Um, any reaction to his play? He's still doing it. I mean, this is a different test. He wasn't ripping it. You mentioned the one where he drove the green. I loved watching him on sixteen. Davis Love was like, oh, man, that's what I used to do when I came out. It was like, I thought I was long. He hit it like 285 and Bryson was, you know, whatever, 330 or something like that. A little bit I love different that he got, equipment. Got home at 15. Uh, 
got home in two and then three putted for par. He was slamming his putter like some, you know, pitch marks were the cause of it and all that. But any reaction to his actual play? Um, I mean, it's just good. I think he's playing really well and uh, it's, it's fun to watch because he's just so ridiculous. He can't chip, though. The single length irons are a real problem. Have you noticed that? Because I've like watched a lot of Bryson golf the last few weeks, or the yeah, like, yeah. last few times he's played, and just over the last few years. And I noticed how much trouble, like, I mean, it seems like it's a real problem, is that the that like he's got a, a sandwich that's a seven iron, and he's trying to chip with it. And it's like, it, it's upright. It's just like, it can't be like an easy motion to make it. You know? Yep. 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 <laughs> he's got the little paunch he's got to get around too. All right. All right. That's enough on Bryson. That's enough on this one round of, of a four round tournament. Well, we were you catching got any up other on observations? some of the characters of the, um, just the 15th. They still put a backboard up. Yeah. Sad. It's just for an ads. Um, PGA Tour Live was great. I thought today. Oh yeah. Like, listen, that's not my, whether they put in Bryson this morning or not, I was going to say like PJ Tour Live is a great product, right? Like the stream is like really high quality and it's been like that since the start. It's never effed up. Like it's always, it's a, it's a generally good product. Today I thought was great. Christina Kim was in studio as like the main analyst. She was awesome. She's really great. good. Like you could just tell she was super enthusiastic, happy to be there. That's the problem with so many of these guys. It's like, does this guy even want to be there? Does this person even want to be there? Are they happy to be doing this? And Christina Kim was just obviously in addition to being extremely knowledgeable. She had several great points. Uh, just seems like ecstatic, excited to be on the call, which, you know, by osmosis makes you more interested and more excited to be watching. She's so. such a wonderful human being in general. Yeah. But yeah. It's so funny because she's so high energy. Um, and like, yeah, and this wasn't fake. Like yeah. this wasn't fake for a camera. Like exactly. where it gets goofy, <laughs> carnival barking. It was just like this person that, is so happy. That's like what is that's who she is, and it's just. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's she's very refreshing person. She's one of the, I one of my favorite people in golf, just because she tells it like it is. She tells you what she's thinking, and she's like genuinely happy person. Also, Carl uh, Swatton was. I guess he lives down there. He was like a walking reporter. It would have been good if he had been walking with Jay Day. Yeah, I, was like, I wonder if he carries balloons in his pocket or something, you know, while also on the call. All right, so I just thought that was, was a quality broadcast. Other other results we should quickly get to, though. Charlie Hall won the first event on the Rose Ladies oh, wow. series. She She's won good. like equivalent of about $6,000. Um, at the Corn Ferry Tour. The King and the Bear Classic. Your buddy, Vince India, shares the 36-hole lead that started on Wednesday with Brett Coletta. They're both 15 under, going 63-66 at the King and the Bear. Yeah, he top 10 last week. I'm uh, I'm really excited. I've kind of glued to the shot tracker the last couple days. It's it's always exciting when he's in the mix. He's hey. He's. I hope. I. I'm hoping for a good next couple of days. It's. He's two rounds in, and uh, they started on Wednesday. So hopefully, uh, you know, he he tends to get hot, and when he gets hot, he he gets going. So hopefully, it keeps keeps it up. You know. So he was top ten last last week at the 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 Sagres Valley. Yeah. And he's now in first. I think. Yeah, if you if you go low aggregate or something through the these two, maybe he's the pauper, the pauper of Pontevedra. If you at the low aggregate on the corn ferry, <laughs> double dip here can now be known. Whether it's Vince or whoever else, maybe they could become the pauper of Pontevedra. The pauper, not, not quite, not quite Rory Prince, but, but if corn ferry level, we'll call him the pauper of Pontevedra. The pauper. So we wish, we wish him well. That should be on TV. What the hell? We don't need to do that weekly lament. I feel like it could be brought to you by the World Golf Hall of Fame. The, all the all the commercials could be there. all the inventory, every right? They single, spend their own money on that, right? Every single commercial be that same commercial over <laughs> and over again. We get Gary Just like three times uh, shouting at you. Yeah, every break. Marvel so. at our treasures. Okay. Uh, any other reactions to golf? Uh, I got one other thing. I I got to yeah. pull it up here. I almost forgot. 
Um, so just for anybody that wants to help out, the uh, LPGA is doing a caddy relief program. Uh, LPGA caddy asked me to talk about this. Okay, uh, sure. You know, LPGA caddies are not like PGA Tour caddies, you know, and yep. they're obviously tough times. They've been off for a long time. Um, so if you want to help out, you know, um, there will, the funds will be distributed evenly, um, you know, to eligible participants and you can, uh, you can, it's a LPGA URL. Yeah. LPGA.formstack.com slash forms slash caddy underscore relief. I'm sure if you're on Twitter or Google, you can like, search for lpga caddy relief fund i'll too. tweet it too there you go um, no but i mean that sounds like a worthy cause yeah absolutely i like it you know i've heard that some some of the lpga caddies are like in having tough time making ends meet obviously they've been off for basically all year the you know and uh the tournaments they played they incurred heavy travel costs and yeah. this is the time of the year when they would be making money and they just they haven't been so so throw whatever you can five bucks ten bucks more to, to try to help out if you can I, I saw they're going to northwest ohio for oh yeah inverness. Back to back. it's exciting inverness and uh the usual the marathon event marathon oil event inverness that'll be great be awesome very cool coming up soon what was it late july early i think end of july end of july first week of august maybe mm-hmm. uh so that's another good double dip i like how we're getting these you know whether it's sawgrass or toledo or columbus I, yeah columbus kind of interesting you do what you can um news you know u.s amateur we can talk about that later i don't think we need to talk about that tonight um this is gonna be a else? stacked usam it's gonna be awesome we we could you know it's not gonna occur over the weekend. We can maybe address that on Monday. You uh, you want to do a flashback? Yes. All right. Yes. We're going back to 07. This is on Boo Weekly, right? Right. Yeah. So I have I have an addendum to our 2007 Oakmont U.S. Open where right. Boo played with Bubba. Just everybody listen to that. We got several notes. So you know how Bubba you said was. Sponsored by Powerbuilt. Yeah. And I went back and I looked at the photos and I realized what it was. It's the logo for his own, literally his own clothing line, Bubba Golf. One word, I think it's called Bubba Golf. Do you remember this? <laughs> I forgot. With Stephen Berry's. It's like this this chain store but where nothing's over $15. And he, it was like 07. It's like he was the longest hitter on the tour. And he announced it probably like a week, couple months before this U.S. Open. Stephen Barry, this is from David Blackman. I read a couple articles. I read the release. It's just unbelievable, the, the stuff, the Stephen Barry's. I'm kind um, of mad I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I'll send you the release from 07. Uh, it's, it's, it's called Bubba Golf. It was sold exclusively at Stephen Barry's starting in 07. It was, quote, an extreme value retailer, in their own words, priced everything in the store at 19.98 or less. The release I read said 14.98 or less. And, and it was also the home of the Starberry, Stefan Marbury shoe. It sold for $15. The Starberry. Needless to say, uh, Bubba Golf didn't go too far. Stephen Barry's filed for bankruptcy on July 9th, 2008. Shortly after. What, maybe Bubba Golf bankrupt him. One more Bubba story. This is from Chris Roselle, who played against him in college. He said Bubba would play 36-hole college events where he would hit. You were talking about how when you're amateur, like, I don't have that, right? Yeah. And Chris was like, I played college. He'd hit 100 yards past me. I was like, I don't have a future in this game. And then this one, he'd play 36 whole events where he'd hit every shot in round one left to right and then play everything right to left in round two. Unbelievable. That's kind of amazing. But All right. That's your Bubba addendum to the 07. I had to mention the Stephen Berry's extreme value retailer Bubba Golf line. I think we should resurrect Bubba Golf. Do you think he, do you think he trademarked the logo? I probably did. It's definitely not power built, just to be clear. <laughs> All right, so what about his playing partner from that 07? Let's go to Boo. Boo. So 07, he wins the Heritage. What? Oh, so this year. Uh, 07. So he's playing with Bubba in Oakmont yeah. two months later. Yeah. A month. Okay, all right. 
There we so, go. So it was his first win on tour. So Boo Weekly wins. I opened up an old wound. He he beat Ernie. Ernie kind of oh. gave didn't didn't hold on to a, a lead on the weekend. Uh, okay. It was his third top three at Heritage in like four years or six years or something like that. And he was talking yep. about how he keeps coming back to places that he just can't seem to get across the finish line. And it was you know obviously a week after Augusta. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> The way he lost, he so he loses by one to Weekly, and yep. uh, Boo on seventeen he misses the green, and he like flubs his chip, his first chip, chips in for par. He goes to eighteen. Wait, it, oh, he flubbed the first one and then Fl- chips in. Then the chips in okay. for par. All right, got it, got it, got it. On eighteen, he he misses the green, chips it over the green, almost into the hazard. And then chips in again oh for par. What? <laughs> yeah. So, so two horrible <laughs> chips followed up with two hole outs? Two hole outs to, to win by one. Par, par to win. I don't remember this at all. I mean, I was, you know, old enough and would have been watching. I don't remember this at all. <laughs> Weekly said, I just thank the Lord they went in. I don't know how often that happens on tour for a win, <laughs> but it was pretty dramatic for me. <laughs> Amazing. I don't remember that. And Big Ernie was. Did he have anything to say about it? Or he, he just was playing in the group like, behind him, and he just then he saw the chip in, and he knew he had to uh, hole out from the fairway to uh, win. Okay, okay, or, or okay. to win, or Birdie. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. He had to do something. I I I didn't read it much into that. I I focused okay. in on on Boo. Boo. Here. And this okay. is not a flat. This is not a full flashlight. So people are no, going to get no, at me with not. all the lies and stuff. But you know. This was this was minimal. This is flashback. This is you've been driving all over the Great Plains. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so Boo's got kind of a interesting story. This was the first time he won since a uh, 2002 DP uh, tour event in Atlanta, a mini tour event in Atlanta. Okay. So he oh. said that never stopped me from thinking I was going to win because I knew in my heart I was going to win. A lot of it has to do with confidence and knowing that I belong out here. It was just a matter of time of getting, I reckon, my stars all lined up in the, in the sky. So this was early in the FedEx Cup. This was the first year of the FedEx Cup. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Weekly says, it might take me another year to figure out all the exemptions. And he admitted that he had, had no idea how to calculate the tour's new FedEx Cup points <laughs> that he earned. No one did. He said, I don't keep they up. They still with- don't. I don't keep up with golf. I call them and they say, all right, you're in this tournament and I just go and play. That's how I go about it. Golf is just, this is just where I work at, you know? (laughs) So he's 33 at this time. And uh, the tournament was delayed till Monday. It was a Monday finish because of a huge windstorm. They sent players out and the the guy... What I saw, I can't remember the player. One player hit like a a a, a nine iron from like seventy yards on a hole because oh <laughs> it was so windy. <laughs> um, so it was a, a Monday Monday finish, a rare Monday finish because of a okay. full day cancel. Um, so Boo Weekly, he's from Milton, Florida, which yep. he describes as a town with a couple of gas stations. A dirt track, a river, and a prison. Okay. All right. Um, as, panhandle. Yeah, in the panhandle. It, it, as a kid, he, he would catch alligators and, and get them off his, like, grandpa's property. Um, now, I, I found this My Shot article, which was fantastic. It's just Boo riffing on and telling stories and... Sure. And one of them, he uh, was when he was 16. So this is Boo Weekly. One Friday night when I was 16, a bunch of us went to a county fair. A truck pulled in there, sort of away from the midway, and we watched a guy get out and put together a big cage he had in the bed of his truck. After he got the cage together, he put up a little th- table. Then he went to the cab and brings out an orangutan. He starts yelling, what? five to win 50. Who can beat the orangutan? Oh, my God. Pay $5 to try and get 50 if you can whip them. 
We'd never seen anything like that before. We decided one of us had to give it a try. I drew the short straw. Five of us put up a buck each, and I gave the guy with the truck $5. Before helping me into boxing gloves and headgear, he made me sign a waiver. Looking back, that was a bad sign. I got in the ring, and the orangutan didn't look like much. He came up to about my chest, though his arms were as long as he was tall. When the match started, he didn't lift his arms. He kept them down at his side and used them to pivot and follow me as I circled him like Muhammad Ali. I just didn't see how I could miss. My strategy was to fake with my right hand, and when the orangutan tried to block the punch, I'd throw my left. My buddies were going wild. Get him, boo. Kick his butt. They really wanted that $50. I moved in close, faked with my right, and that's the last thing I remember. (laughs) I woke up bleeding in the back of my friend's pickup. The orangutan had knocked me cold with one punch, which I didn't even see coming. My friends thought it was hilarious. They said I had a glass jaw and called me glassy the rest of the night. That's unbelievable. After I came to, we watched this orangutan knock out guy after guy. Not one guy could lay a glove on him. He had the reflexes <laughs> like a cat, and later I learned that orangutan could tear a guy's arm off. <laughs> so so people had heard about this story, and they always were asking about him. But he always yeah. did. So he said, I, I've always half denied this story, even though I was a kid and it, it happened almost 20 years ago. I could see the animal rights people protesting. I don't think orangutan fighting goes on anymore, which is a good thing. It probably wasn't fair to the orangutan, and it sure as heck wasn't good for me. The only winner was the guy driving the truck. <laughs> Pretty good. That's a good story. Unbelievable, right? But he wins the heritage some 20 or 30 years later. 20 years later. That's a great story. So he went to, um, he played, played golf in college at Abraham Baldwin Agricultural College. Huh. He was studying turf grass science. Oh, okay. So he okay. he dropped out, though, after only one year. And it was because, I guess, they got rid of the golf team. Okay. So he, re- he went home. And he, he was hired as a hydroblaster at the Monsanto Chemical Plant in Pensacola. All right. So here's him on this job. I gave, uh, I gave college a try. I couldn't handle it. From 94 to 97, just before I turned pro, I was a hydroblaster in a chemical plant. There were these huge tanks and walls inside them would get caked with an ammonia residue that had Jeez. hardened. To get it off, we'd spray it with a hose that fired water so fast you wouldn't uh, wouldn't believe it. A nozzle in a car wash shoots at about 80 PSI. This thing cranked a jet of water anywhere between 10,000 to 25,000 PSI. What? You could cut a big board in half with that water as easy as you could with a chainsaw. And, of course, it, it could easily cut off a man's leg or arm. I, we wore big boots, Kevlar vests, and helmets to protect ourselves. It was hot as hell down there, uh, around uh, 130 degrees. Two guys would go down uh, in the tank at a time, and we wore harnesses attached to a rope. The guys up top yanked on the rope every minute or so to make sure the guy hadn't passed out from the n- ammonia. You'd work one hour on, then two hours off. I made good money hydroblasting, so when I turned pro, I had 5000 in the bank. Kind of a crazy story. Wow. Right? Yeah. Hydroblasting. Sounds dangerous. <laughs> so, he, uh, he had a couple altercations on the mini tours when he turned okay. pro. Okay. So here's one of the stories. Uh, the mini tours were so unpredictable. On the last day of a tournament in Alabama, me and another guy are tied for the lead when he hooks it left towards the water. Get down, I said. Sit, land soft. His ball goes in the water anyway. And he growls at me. Don't ever talk to my golf ball. <laughs> hey, I said, I was just trying to be nice. He said, I think I'm going to kick your ass. And the next thing you know, we're on the ground rolling around throwing punches. <laughs> Two things happened within the next 30 minutes. I got back up on my feet uh, before he did, and I won the tournament. That's amazing. 
That's good stuff. Yeah. Not too many not too many people. Bryson probably wasn't doing that before he became a pro. I made it to the top tour. Do you think Bryson could take an orangutan? Do you think he'd think he could no. take one no. down? No. I think he's bulky and thick, but I just you know, when he gets smacked once, I think it I'm saying do you think he could ta- he thinks he could take one? Yeah, I'm sure he thinks he could take one. <laughs> he'd, yes. he'd pay the five bucks to 150. Yeah, he would try it. Um, all right. And then, uh, so he made it to the tour in 2002. And he lost his card pretty quickly. But he al- always had a dollar number in mind. So he's got $8 million. That's what he, he, he said he needs to have in his bank before I could make my mom, dad, wife, son, sister, two nieces are all taken care of. And to take care of things like cousin calling, saying he's in jail and needs help. So he lost his card, and he didn't get back till he's two thousand seven. So, and this was this article is from two thousand seven. But he said right. five more years like this one, and you won't see uh, much more of me. I haven't been out here all that long, but I'm getting worn out. He just doesn't not one for the tour so, grind. Yeah, he won Heritage twice. He won it back to back. Yeah, right? back to back. In 08, too. You know who? You know who stopped uh, Boo in his tracks from the three peat? Who's the Brian boo? Gay. The Boo stopper was Brian Gay. <laughs> the Boo stopper. <laughs> <laughs> the Jordan stopper. The Boo stopper. Okay. So, Brian Gay yeah. won by double digits. Couple, couple more. Just few quick more yeah. things. All right. Yeah. So golf swing. There are some good teachers out there, but the only one who's a genius at diagnosing my swing is my mom. She took what? up golf late when she was 39, but in her younger days, she was an amazing athlete. She never read an instruction book or took lessons, but she had a remarkable eye for motion. If I could find a way to keep my mom sharp, uh, mom sharp, I'll make up both of us a lot of money. So his mom is like, will like diagnose what's wrong with his swing. Interesting. Um, in 2002, he played in sneakers because golf shoes hurt his feet. I remember this. I, <laughs> I, I vaguely remember that. Yeah. And he also. Kind of like you. Yeah. He also played in rain pants because cotton irritates uh, a skin disease on his right leg. All right. I, okay. <laughs> he All right. Infamously wore camouflage so, to the British Open. So, wait, is he just. He's just got his boxers or briefs under the rain pants? I think so. I don't think I knew that. Okay. <laughs> he what, at one point thought golf was invented in Florida. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. He thought it was invented in Florida. Yeah. Oh. All right. Um you know, he, he there. Then just you know, Boo's just a, a character. I think there's much. Yeah. There's so many Boo stories that we could yeah. go into. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I just I think he talks about how like he talked about after winning the uh, the the first heritage how how having like a real job before he had the success was like the best thing for him. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, he said, you know, hold a job where that's what you're dependent on to make your actual living. I could go right back home and do the same thing I was doing before I got a tour card. It's just who I am as a person because that's what I'm humbled, uh, what humbled me to be able to actually learn what life was about before I come out here and got a little bit of the silver spoon. It's just like it's kind tough. of a refreshing thing to hear yeah, a tour player sure. say, you know, big. Yep. Yep. So, Boo Weekly. A big tartan guy. Two heritage wins and a colonial win. Oh, yeah. Tartan jacket guy. So. All right. Good flashback. Famous Ryder Cup uh, win, too. Yeah. One that's four and two in the singles match. Beat Westy. It was Westy, right? Westy was was. flummoxed. I don't think it was Westy. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Was it Sergio or Westy? I I think it was Sergio. When Uh, he was doing the the thing down the, the bowl dance? on the fairway oliver wilson no neither okay he did (laughs) he did beat west he played westy in a a match that Ryder cup he did piss off sergio in a tournament yeah he was playing a tournament and he and he he screwed up his scorecard um and sergio got sergio's card he got all pissed off and then the next day he had like two or three more errors on the card (laughs) 
And his quote about it was like, I mean, I don't understand why I got to keep this thing. Like, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to play for seven million or, you know, millions yeah. of dollars. You've got a walking score with us. Why do I have to keep a paper card pe- or pencil and card, uh, pa- paper scorecard? Yeah. He did beat, he beat Westwood Saturday night. Westwood and Peter Hansen, too, by the way. That I remember. And then he was doing the bull dance the next day. So that's great. That's a that's, that's great character. Weekly. Seems like you want to say one more thing. No, we'll, I should have done more research. We'll shut it down. Good Friday episode. Keep an eye out for the the polo shirts. Noon uh, Central, noon Central on uh, Friday. Uh, we'll try to leave them up for sale till they're gone. And uh, thank you guys for continuing to support the podcast. It's great to have golf back. We can't wait to come back Monday and talk about a uh, another result. <laughs>